Hey guys, I wanted to make this quick video about how to get rid of writer's block. So these are my 10 best tips to get rid of writer's block. I've had quite a few people ask me this on Facebook or Instagram DMs, so I'm really excited to share this with you. I know my hair looks a little wild right now because I braided it last night before I went to bed, so bear with me on the lioness. So all of these tips have helped me so much, so please make sure you listen to all 10 because you never know what one tip will absolutely change your habits, schedule, whatever. So the first one is to know yourself. If you want to have an experimentation week where you one day go to a coffee shop and don't go to a coffee shop, make sure you look at your word count. How much did you write that day? Do you like what you wrote? Because that can tell you, are you a person that thrives writing in a public place or are you a person that gets a little nervous and you're really comfortable in your own home and you feel safe. I know for me, I love writing in public places for some reason where my back, nobody can see like my computer screen and where I'm writing because gosh forbid if I write like psychological thrillers, you know, and someone looks over my shoulder, they're gonna be like, who's that girl? So not only keep track of the setting that you love, but keep track of the time. So for me, as soon as I wake up, all of my ideas are flowing. So I remember when I had a job, I was so aggravated because right when I felt like I could be the most creative, I had to go to work. So what I did was, as annoying as this was to me, I woke up instead of at 7 a.m., I woke up at 5.30 a.m. just because I knew, okay, I can go to sleep earlier, whatever, but all of these creative juices will not flow with me at night. Knowing yourself, you are able to just cut kind of the excuses and say, this is how I know I do my best. This is how I know I'm at my best. So you can go ahead and do that. Number two is setting a mood. So whether you love music or anything like that, I found a few things that really helped me. Number one was called rainymood.com. Um, it is basically the sound of rain. So you have it in a different browser than the one you're writing in, whether it's a Google Doc, Scrivener, whatever. And it's literally the sound of just like a rainstorm. So that one I really love. Another one is called Harry Potter Audio. By the way, I'll link all of these in the description below so you can try them out and see what you like. The computer screen is full of the different rooms in Harry Potter. You can go in and increase the sound of, you know, their little quills writing or people talking or lower that or fireplace. You can really customize it and I absolutely love that because I love the sound of other people writing even when I can't make it to a coffee shop or don't want to spend you know, money sitting at a coffee shop all day. So that I really love and also movie soundtracks. So movie soundtracks are great, whether it be Passengers, Game of Thrones, you know, Harry Potter, whatever you want. The soundtracks to movies really gets you going because, you know, usually if you're a writer, you love to visualize things in your head and scenes and that makes it really easy to do that. So number three, when you look at your manuscript, sometimes it can be really intimidating, whether you're just starting out and it's an outline or you have a little bit of chapter one, little bit of chapter two, a little bit of chapter eight. So what you can do is look at your manuscript and see what is easy to tackle. What in this project is the easiest that I can go ahead and start? So with that, write a few sentences, write a paragraph, get that easy part going so that you can just keep moving, keep going and do not edit as you're writing because that is the number one thing that is going to hold you back and make you slow really, really slow because you become a perfectionist. So give yourself permission 
to write something not so hot and say, you know, I'm going to go back to this. Even if you think, oh, okay, I'm not gonna remember that. I don't really like this part and this could be added. Post it or put a little comment review on um, Word, whatever you have to do, highlight the little note and just go back to it and say like, I know this isn't grammatically correct or this dialogue might not look right, whatever the case may be. Number four is if you have no really ideas and you feel like nothing's flowing, make sure you either watch a movie that you love or read a book that you love in your genre. So if you are writing a sci-fi fantasy about aliens, you're probably not going to get that inspired from The Notebook by Nicholas Sparks. So make sure you are exploring different things in your genre. Who have you never heard of in your genre? Who could you love and, you know, follow this author or this director and really kind of spark up your interest if you feel like it's just not there right now. I've found that sometimes when people tell me to take a break from my manuscript or walk away, I would walk away for a really long time. And when I would walk away, I didn't get any new ideas. It wasn't until I made a conscious effort to say, I'm going to walk away, but I'm going to watch this movie because I think it will give me, you know, any kind of like ideas or spark, whatever the case may be. Number five, if you're writing a scene and you're getting writer's block and it does not seem to flow, there may be a reason that it's not flowing. Skip that scene or write some ideas of different possible alternative ways it could go, alternative endings, whatever the case may be. Maybe um, a couple different ways that the conversation can be manipulated and just skip it, you know, because something you write later in the book or the short story could really form and, you know, you could add some foreshadowing in it and get excited. So if you're not excited about that part, just keep going. Number six was a game changer as well. Whenever I got an idea, I used to think, I'm going to totally remember this or I'll carry around a cute notebook, but really just write it in your phone notes, even if it looks like crap and you can't really understand it. I used to try and write these little notes and ideas on a million different pieces of paper on the back of receipts. And I started creating like a drawer of barf ideas. And why I call them barf ideas is because looking at all of the little pieces of paper and everything like that was just intimidating. I didn't want to organize it. I felt like all of a sudden I was cluttered. So if you put it in your phone notes, not only does that help your, you know, mentality as far as, okay, my life is not a mess, but you can look at your phone notes as soon as you get started and say, oh, this would be great for chapter eight. Like, oh, this was the idea for this romance scene in chapter two. Let me go and you can literally check it off like a to-do list, adding those little notes into your manuscript in the certain chapters that you like, and then just seeing which one you're really interested in writing about. Number seven is try writing a scene that you think would be really interesting or might be cool, but it isn't necessarily planned to go into your book. So maybe this is a scene with your characters in a totally different setting, or having dialogue to characters that aren't necessarily intertwined too much in the book. So this could not only give you ideas, it could sometimes end up in your book. And some things that have happened is, you know, if I really like one or two lines that I wrote, even though that whole thing won't go in, I will keep those two lines and those two lines are gonna make an idea for something else. So I'm a really big believer in trying to find writing exercises that not only spark my interest, but are productive. Number eight, 
what do you know to be true? Whatever you feel like isn't working, I promise you, you can create something better in that space and you have it within you right now. When we're writing, another reason we have writer's block is because we are so mean to ourselves, we're so harsh. So if you want to write some kind of affirmation on a post-it note and have it every time you open your laptop, for me, I used to have one that said, show me what I haven't seen. Meaning, even if I haven't written it yet, I know it's in me. Even if I haven't written, you know, something I'm really proud of, I know I'm on my way. Even if a scene isn't working, I know inside I have the words to replace it. So put that post-it note in your laptop. When you open your laptop, take a deep breath and just set the intention for your writing session. Whether it's 30 minutes that you have crammed in between two things or, you know, a five-hour block that you set aside on a Sunday. Whatever the case may be, set your intention. Number nine, if word count goals aren't working for you, try setting time goals. So I know a lot of people can be intimidated, like me, saying, I have to write 1,500 words tonight before I go to sleep. So my mind gets really, you know, a flustered, and maybe yours does too, saying, okay, 1,500, this has to be good 1,500, instead of saying, you know, I have two hours. Let me do the best and literally get lost in my idea for two hours and be happy with whatever comes out because I knew that time was dedicated to what I wanted it to be. If you're really serious about the time setting, there are two sites that I'll also link below. One is called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L. I don't think there's an E. And then the other one is an app called Be Focused. Toggle, what is what it does is if you are self-employed and do writing projects for people like me, I click the application on Google Chrome and it sets the time. So I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing. Say I get a call from my best friend, I stop the timer, you know, talk to my best friend, whatever the case may be. But at the end, it adds up all the time you said start and stop so you know how much you actually wrote that day, how much time you were dedicated to writing and your focus was on writing. Because even if you're saying to yourself, I'm going to write three hours today, that can let you know whether you wrote three hours or 30 and you were on Facebook for two and a half hours. So it's a really good self-awareness tool like we talked about in step one. Be Focused is an app um, based on the, I think it's called the Pomodoro Technique. And what it is is you focus with no distractions for 25 minutes and then you get a five minute break. So then you check your phone for the five minutes or whatever the case may be. And then what people do is they write tally marks on their desk with how many 25s worked. Um, they worked and then add it up and you know do that kind of thing. Either one, um, if you really wanna focus on your time spent is good. I kind of prefer the toggle just because I don't know if I wanna work for 25 minutes because sometimes I feel like when I would set the 25 minute timer, I could have gone longer. But to each his own, I know very successful people who use either one or none. Number 10, the last one is try your best to form a community of writers. This may not be, you know, a giant room of people. I'm getting my master's in writing, so I'm blessed to be able to kind of pick and choose people I want to communicate with. That might be great. But um, what I've used also is meetup.com, which you can look up different gatherings around, whether they be writing or critique groups, 
even if you only go to one or two, you can meet the person that you want to critique back and forth with, or you want to meet back and forth with, you know, have a person that's your accountability partner. And every week you say, how'd you do? So I think when we hear community of writers, it's really intimidating because a lot of people who are writers are online a lot of the time and they may even be introverts or homebodies. So don't get intimidated by the word community of writers. It's really so you can stay accountable because chances are if your friends aren't writers, they don't want to sit next to you while you write a book. That's a big process, a process that you don't really want people talking to you during. You want people that will sit with you and write their book or that will talk about, oh, you know, I had the worst day. I didn't write anything. I've had the worst month. I didn't write anything. Just really, really relatable. Also, when things get more difficult with, you know, what editor do I pick, beta readers, all of those things, you have people that are walking you through it. And if not walking you through it, walking with you. So those are my 10 quick tips. I hope they helped you in any way. Leave me your best tip, whether it is your favorite one that I said, or if it's a brand new one that I've never heard of because I'm always trying to improve, like I'm sure you are if you're watching this video. Let me know if you want to see any more writing videos and I will see you guys later.